You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So June is sequel month, as we have discussed on ZZ Talk before. And so we decided that we would start to take uh, some of the films that we reviewed or talked about last week and put in certain categories and rewatch them uh, because some of them have been, it's been a long time since we've seen some of those. In fact, it's been a long time since we've seen most of those, but some longer than others. So this week we are tackling the 1984 classic, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, and uh, it was a Lucasfilm production starring, of course, uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, and interestingly enough, Kate Capshaw uh, as Willie, his love interest sidekick. Uh, of course, we cannot forget that um, Short Round uh, joins the cast. I'd forgotten his his uh, his actual name. Short Round is the character's name, but did you know Noah? That mm-hmm. the character who played Short Round is in everything, everywhere, all the time. I am uh, very aware of that. And the movie's title is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The well, actor's yeah. name is... Uh, go ahead. What's it's that? close enough. I didn't see it. So, yeah. so the act- I want to. The actor's name is Ki Hoi Kwan. Uh, so we can refer to him as short round now that we've gotten his name out of the way. But um, yeah, this was actually uh, the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, which I saw about two, three months ago with a friend. Uh, it was actually his crazy return to American cinema after 30 years. So he was in the Goonies oh. after uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And then he was finally an Encino man in 1992. And by that point, he was old enough to be in college. But he stopped pursuing an acting career because uh, he noticed a lack of opportunities. So he became an assistant stunt coordinator and I believe a uh, assistant film director as well. And uh, some things that, you know, weren't major releases. But he came back. He's 50 years old now. And it was like he never left. He was sensational in that movie and his acting chops have never been better. So really cool stuff just to see him on uh, on screen when he was so young. And may I say that Short Round has a lot more work to do in this movie than I remember. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, overall, yes, this is uh, this is a movie that obviously pretty much everybody knows. And if this is maybe the black sheep of the Indiana Jones franchise. I mean, we certainly wanted to revisit it because we talked about it the week before. Also notable, Kate Capshaw married Steven Spielberg in 1991, only uh, less than a decade after this film released, and they're still married today. So, yeah. Here's here's, uh, just a quick synopsis. After arriving in India, Indiana Jones is asked by desperate villagers to find a mystical stone and rescue their children from a I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Fugi cult practicing mm-hmm. child slavery, black magic, and ritualistic human sacrifice in honor of the goddess Kali. So that's basically, you know, but I want to, I want to point out um, after arriving in India, that's important because Indiana Jones ri- uh, arrival in India, or at mm-hmm. least in the part of India where he meets the villagers mm-hmm. is 
quite the ride in and of itself. It absolutely is. And um, may I also say, if that plot synopsis sounded rather dark to you, this movie is directly responsible for the PG-13 rating. Uh, that and Gremlins, uh, which I believe Steven Spielberg uh, maybe had a hand in of some sort. Um, he actually spoke to the uh, Motion Picture Academy of America and uh, convinced them to put in a PG-13 rating only about two months after this film's release. So it's obviously at the time, uh, reviews were mixed, very polarized, citing uh, darkness and the film's intensity, of course. But we'll go into that uh, a little bit more. But uh, yeah, what did you think of this movie upon rewatch? Well, I want to say this. I mentioned last week when we talked about you know, sequels and, and basically their predecessors, that Raiders of the Lost Ark was a film that I, I was a little bit flat on when I first saw it as a kid. And honestly, really? yeah, and you, that you responded the same way last week as well. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly a film that I should go back and revisit because now that I've seen the sequel, which I recall having seen all four of the movies that, um, that are Indiana Jones films, I have often said that this is my favorite of the four films. Um, we talked last week that the tone of this film is a quite a bit of a departure. And I think you've already alluded to that in this particular pod episode. So, mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I think that uh, this is, I kept watching this film thinking, boy, Disney is missing an opportunity to develop about three or four different rides uh, affiliated. There is a, a, a Indiana Jones show um, and it, it, there's just a lot in this film that could be turned into or should have been turned into a ride. Maybe it wouldn't be as effective now because this is for a different generation. If I remember correctly, there is a movie sort of magic ride at Disney World, and there was an Indiana Jones segment. You remember where the guide, um, you remember where the guide, he goes up and touches a stone and then he turns into a skeleton yeah, and then you get a new guy? right out of this film. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was the great movie ride. In yes. um, the uh, Disney Studios, which yeah. is over there. So yeah. super yeah, cool, super cool stuff. I really mean, taken right from right from this film. So back to your question, what did I think of this film? Um, I thought this film was was fun. I thought this film was loud. I thought this film visually does not hold up uh, at all in 2022. But overall, I was really glad we chose to rewatch this film because. It was a fun ride. And when I say that, I, I mean that in all sincerity. Uh, the film is nothing but a ride and you get a lot out of it. It's very entertaining. It has some over the top performances, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. um, but I will also tell you that I am a huge fan of Short Round. Um, I oh, think yeah. He steals the he literally steals the film. Yeah, absolutely. And so I detected a little less enthusiasm in your uh, voice when you were talking about it. So we'll dive into that. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought this is just a great movie. You know, this came out around a time when movies were really starting to get bigger budgets. And, uh, you know, there, there weren't that many films like this at this point in time. So I was kind of almost transported back to, you know, a movie watching experience where you just didn't see this kind of stuff. You know, for a lot of people, this movie might have been the first depiction of, um, you know, India or seeing elephants on screen. You know, it, there was like a lot of different, really cool cultural themes that were explored here. I mean, however inaccurate some may be. Um, but I thought the movie overall was, like you said, it was a ride all the way through. It was pure entertainment. And it just had this Hollywood, old school Hollywood sort of 
I guess, glitz and glamour to it mm-hmm. throughout many parts that just really never let up with the entertainment factor. And that's what I think sometimes I miss about the blockbusters of today's day and age. Because, yeah, they have massive budgets and much better CGI, but are they really fun? Do they use the most of uh, what they're given with their budget? You know, this film just had me smiling throughout so much of it because, you know, there's the one-liners, there's the crazy shift in action sequences. I mean, they really do it all here. This is one of the ultimate and earliest examples of action movies, in my opinion. So I was very pleased re-watching it after being uh, slightly traumatized, uh, seeing the uh, <laughs> the heart sacrifice scene when I was five or six. But um, yeah, it, it was it was good to watch this one over again. And you can stream this on Paramount+. Paramount Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah, you can stream all the Indiana Jones films on, on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm a little surprised that you're as enthusiastic about this because I really thought that you might say, it's cheesy. It's over the top. It's, um, you know, visually uh, inferior to anything you would see today. Um, I got my problems with it. I think what I, yeah, and we'll get into that, but I think what I, what I enjoyed so much about this film is that you can just tell it is designed to go from one ride to the next ride to the next ride. There are long, and I mean that in a positive way, sequences of just adventure. I mean, that whole when they get when they have to jump out of the plane with no parachutes oh yeah i mean and they use the raft oh, yeah we're going to spoilers here but that you know it's a, it's a sequel so everyone's seen it maybe but i mean that's just classic that's just really fun uh and you know they're just sort of bouncing around and then they're in the water and the rapids and it's just you know one thing after another so it's a thrill ride if if nothing else um, but it has some issues too. Certainly. And so let's uh, sort of uh, pause it here and say that was the non-spoiler section. Would you recommend this movie to- I would recommend it. Seen it? Yeah. I would yeah. recommend And in fact, I would say at an 84% on the tomato meter, mm-hmm. and that being the, the lowest of the four films, I think that says a lot about this film. Wait, wait, wait. Where's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull on Rotten Tomatoes? That has to be lower. I will check while you talk. So right. you keep talking. If I remember correctly, I think that film was hovering within the 40 to 50, high 50s range. I don't remember it being fresh, but I might be incorrect. It might be in the 70s. But um, overall, yeah, I would definitely recommend this film because, you know, it's just one of those, whether you loved it or you didn't, it's one of those classic action movies that Spielberg directed. And it's uh, one of those quintessential Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones films, regardless of how the public may view it among some of the other movies that came out in the same franchise. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think it was, like you said, a great thrill ride. And once again, if you haven't seen it, watch it as soon as you can. Yeah. So, uh, the Crystal Skull is 78% on the tomato meter. So I'm what? mistaken. Yep, Come 70%. on. Yep. What? That's so crazy. This is 84%. And so this is the um, third uh, highest. So okay. the second from the bottom of the gotcha. yeah. Cool. Um, well, yes, I sometimes I forget about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And before I get too off topic, I think that one is generally considered the worst of the franchise by far with audiences. And we but, have another one coming. Yes, we do. And Harrison Ford, uh, famously got injured once or twice while filming this over the course of many, many years. And uh, it does have a release, uh, I think, slated for next year, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. Yep. 
Uh, the man is 79, so hop to it. This might be his last one. Anyway, uh, let's go straight into spoiler territory. So you know the deal. And uh, what do you have to say about this movie uh, <laughs> that you uh, kind of... I, I it, it seemed like you had a few small problems with it or uh, some things that you just thought were a little bit ridiculous. So uh, yeah. go on. Okay, well, let me start by just saying you know, I haven't seen Kate Capshaw in a lot of films, and right. now I know why. Um, she's really very over the top, and um, I have to tell you, you know, we were, I was watching this, and your mom was sort of on her laptop, and, you know, I had, had it on, and, and there was just a lot of screaming and a lot of loud music, and, and she said, this is really kind of, she's really screaming a lot, or something like that, and I thought to myself, truer words never spoken. I just think that her performance is over the top, um, I actually like the way this movie begins with the sort of the dinner show. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a really nice. Uh, it draws you in to the to the uh, story. Very At Club Obi Wan, might I add? I, and you know uh, what? I'm yeah. so glad you told me that last week because I spotted it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, what during watching this film? But I, I don't know. I she's not a terribly strong actor. Um, no, I I would I, I would also agree with that. But we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Acting has come a long way, even since 1984. I didn't think Harrison Ford's performance in every single scene was particularly strong. And I thought there were definitely moments where they really hammed up some of the expressions and, you know, some of the, uh, I guess, uh, ways that the characters were acting. You know, there's certain parts in the movie where there's a bit of a suspension of disbelief. Of course, it's Indiana Jones, but I would say this one, aside of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, is most based in fantasy in terms of just there's magic. There's, I mean, you could make an argument saying Raiders of the Lost Ark melted everybody's faces off, but at the same time, you know, there's elements of this where, <laughs> you know, you drink the blood of this cult and then you get singed by fire, and that's basically the cure. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some moments where you just, you have to say, All right, come on, you roll your eyes a little bit, but, um, and I definitely say that's weak elements of the movie, but, you know, I could look past those, you know, I was having fun. I wasn't expecting it to be just, you know, all the way, you know, amazing, no issues throughout, or, you know, very few problems because it's an old movie. And I thought, I thought the dinner scene was, um, fun, but, really um unnecessarily uh over the top so for example you know they're having dinner with the the king who's or the prince or whatever and um it 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 reminded me so the food they're eating is actually moving and it reminded me of you know fear factor which is a show that came on in the 90s and and people had to eat or on survivor that was when you first or at least at least i remember watching you know people eat live bugs and things like that and i thought to myself okay so this is really a precursor to that mm-hmm. only it's fictional it's a film but when they cut that snake open and the little snakes came out and oh they yeah had to eat them so nasty no absolutely never <laughs> yeah so. there was it, it's funny because i thought i'd be i'd have enough stomach to say oh you know that's a lot grosser you know back when i was younger but there were genuine moments where i was like wow this is just disgusting and that then was a fun scene to watch and sit and say uh-uh 
Oh gonna... yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's another thing about uh, the movie as well. Uh, Kate Capshaw's character, we'll call her Willie ongoing. Um, uh-huh. Willie, they really played up the damsel in distress, her just being such a fish out of water. You know, she was a star. She was living it up in Shanghai and she was used to having, you know, champagne tastes, right? And then right. she comes over here and she has to ride an elephant and she gets thrown off the elephant and she just hates the environment, all the food. It'd be fine if you got one or two things of that, but it kept cutting over to her, just losing her mind going, oh, you know? The elephant scene drove deep because first of all, I wasn't sure if it was a real elephant. And second of all, I mean, it, and I'm sure the trunk was not, but the way the trunk just kept you know getting in her hair and getting in her head and she kept pushing it back i thought okay once was fun twice would be amusing three times maybe but not six and and then she falls in the water wow and she starts surprised she starts pouting and crying and she's like oh you know this is just the worst like um yeah so yes but i didn't hate her character because ultimately i didn't either Ultimately, I think this movie led to her being somebody who was highly dependent on other people uh-huh. to somebody who went through this crazy traumatic experience, but learned to be incredibly resourceful, despite her not wanting to do all these things, but really learning to be, you know, a strong, a strong person who could yeah. be adventurous, you know, and I liked how at the end, uh, he was saying, you know, what about all these crazy times we had together? And at the end of the day, yes, she is stronger for having gone through this, but she's still herself. You know, she isn't entirely changed. And I think that's kind of a fun element about it because at the end of the day, she's about the glitz and glamour and she learned quite a few things, but, you know, she still wants to be in comfort and she wants to be, you know, waited on. Uh, yeah, to no, I, I, I don't disagree. I think I just thought that, you know, some of her expressions, as you pointed out, and, and some of her reactions to things, and, and her, you know, her exclamations were unnecessarily uh, exaggerated. But at the same time, she was not an unlikable character. And you really grew to like the threesome of Short Round, who once yeah. again is the, is, is the star of the show here. And Short Round, Short Round if I could say it, Short Round needs his own movie. Uh, well, you know. Maybe not now. The but. short round cinematic universe. It's coming from <laughs> Disney. Uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised. I think it's this, on Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm surprised this movie wasn't on Disney Plus uh, because right? it's it's Lucasfilm, which they bought 10 years ago. I, I thought most, if not all of their properties would. Minute, did you check it to see if it was on Disney Plus? I did. And oh, okay. I uh, none of them are on there. It's just National Geographic stuff when you search for Temple of Doom or Temple something. So that's right, because I did that too. But you know, these are also very sought after movies. So Disney might just be saying, well, you know, if people for the right price, you know, uh, we'll, we'll let somebody have it for a little while. We don't need it for now because people are, they have so much content. I mean, <laughs> they don't even really need some of their classic movies uh, to be, you know, on their service. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think there were three other big scenes that we should talk about very briefly. One is the um, the sort of in the the in the um, the Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. where they do pull out the heart and they uh, they put a couple of characters, including Willie, into onto that um, contraption and they're being lowered down into the fire pit. Into the fire pit, which you know, they would have burned four times over 
And, you know, the one, of course, Willie does not burn. She gets close to the fire, but then they pull her up and, and you know, after uh, Indy comes out of his trance because Short Round tells him he loves him, which is really kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's that. Um, the other is sort of, I'm going to call it the train scene, uh, the, the cart on the track. Oh, the mine track scene. Yeah, the- I, I remember prepping myself mentally for that because yes. I was thinking to myself, is this going to be one of those things where it's a minute and a half or is are we about to no, have a whole 20. scene are we about to have a whole scene out of this no i mean when they're actually escaping and writing the mind uh-huh. cards because i do I, I will i would like to say this i think the film is excellently paced up until right after the human sacrifice because i remember distinctly when they're in the mines and it just became less engrossing there's no lack of action for sure no. but I feel like they made the best use of their sets and just, um, you know, settings in general and sort of how the characters were interacting with one another up to that point. You were switching to a lot of different places and I felt like it's just so dark and it's not very distinctive in many parts of it. And there's some fun to be had in the minds, but overall, I do remember that being kind of a hard stop in terms of it being really, really great to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I remember anticipating once, you know, I forgot that he turned quote unquote evil and did all that. And I honestly think that's the weakest element of the movie uh-huh. when he's in a trance and, you know, he's doing whatever. So, yeah. um, but yeah, the minecart scene when they're escaping, I remember thinking, okay, well, I've had enough of the mines. I remember that they're going to go outside and, uh, the Kali Ma priest Mola Ram is going to get eaten by alligators and they're going to be on the bridge. But they had to they had to do like a three or four minute minecart chase scene. And Is that I was, what it was? Yeah, and I was kind of I was kind of ready to be out of there because he already fought the big dude. The guy yeah, got crushed by the rock crusher. Too long of a scene, in my opinion. Of course, I have zero attention span, so what do I know? But at the end of the day, you know, when when the, the cart jumps the track and lands perfectly on the track, you know, you're sort of like, okay, this is an Indiana Jones film, so of course that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was a little too much, too long. So sure, there was that scene. And then the last scene I would say is the bridge scene, which is the scene to which you just alluded, which is after the minecart scene. Um, I feel like that goes on a little bit longer than it needs to. And that's the, probably where you noted the CGI, right? CGI was amazingly poor. I mean, no, I, it's archaic. You know, I, I thought about it when the stones were falling or when the yes. people were falling, I was like, how did they do that back in yeah, the day? I know. No. I know. And then the, the alligators are, are, are literally spinning in the water. I mean, it's just sort of, yeah, you know, alligators do a death roll when they eat things, right. It's just to like break their limbs and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the alligators, uh, they re- they use the same shot though. Multiple yeah, that's my that. point. It yeah. was like the yeah. same alligator, which was not obviously a real alligator repeatedly and i just thought "Mm, okay so overall i really enjoyed this film but there were just some things that i think if that i'd like to see this film remade because i think it would be particularly um an improvement over the the existing film which is already really solid i would like that as well but i just don't think you can remake this film this isn't one of those things where i'm saying oh they can never make something like this today but just the way they sort of went about it with some of the um, with, I mean, I guess some of like the plot elements and just like, you know, the way the story beats go. I don't really think 
I think it would have to be too different. You couldn't really do it in a similar way. But um, that said, I think they did use real elephants. And I think those were real shots of alligators. I don't think you could fake that really back in the day. Um, I don't think the alligators were legitimately with them like while they were filming. But uh, I mean, those elephants looked pretty real to me. I don't I don't think you could really CGI elephants or alligators. Yeah, no, I thought the, the elephants themselves in the in the um, wider scenes were real. But I think that the close up of the trunk, it just seemed to be kind of um, probably not as authentic as I wanted it to be. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Authentic trunks are where you draw the line. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, the James movies, yes. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, it's kind of funny, too, because with this movie, and uh, this is kind of cheating, it is a sequel to. Yeah, there was a first movie, but it was actually conceived as a prequel, and it is in the timeline of Indiana Jones, which makes more sense because Short Round is in it, and Willie is in it, and they never appear again in the franchise. Uh, The Last Crusade is more of a continuation of what happened after Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because there's recurring characters in each one. So I kind of like that this was somewhat of a standalone film. It definitely has its own tone and mark that it gives to the franchise. And whether people think that's good or bad is entirely up to them. But, you know, there's something special about it because I think this film did something new and people weren't really sure what to make of it at the time. But overall, in hindsight, 38 years later, I'm glad it was made this way, you know, because there's, I love the other Indiana Jones films. but they all have pretty similar samey elements to them. And I think this is kind of like, you know, a bigger break, a bigger turn. Departure from the other films. And that's what I like about it too. So, um, so overall, I'm glad you, I'm glad we chose this one this week, Noah. But my question for you is how many Z's are you going to give Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Uh, This one's great. Uh, I'd have to give it three, three and a, three Z's. Three out of five. Oh, I was going to say three out of four. I'd give it out of five. I would give it four Z's then. Okay. I'm going to give it three and a half. Cool. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It would be certainly one I would recommend. If, if someone said to me, all right, I can only watch one Indiana Jones film. Which should I watch? I'd probably give them this one because uh, to your point too, it's, it's, um, it's a little bit of a standalone kind of thing. So you don't have to have seen the others to fully enjoy and appreciate this. Yeah, I think The Last Crusade is probably my favorite out of them all. Um, but this one is, it's just so fun to watch, you know? So there were definitely moments where I was just thinking to myself, you know, they don't make them like they used to. And that's a very, very tired saying. But I mean, I saw so much of that in this film. And it just seemed like people were having fun making it. You know, yeah. there was so much going on. There's not a whole lot of seriousness to this film. No. And I think that you you can appreciate that with this film. Certainly. It's ridiculous without being dumb, in my opinion. Right. I'm with you. Good. Okay. All right. So to check it out. And it is your turn to check it out. Noah. All right. Service announcement. So I don't have a public service announcement, but I have more of a check it out for your information. Um, Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, my check it out for this week is Milwaukee Tools. So I work for Milwaukee Tools. And if you've ever been interested in um, 
re, you know, remodeling your home or doing some weekend warrior stuff. Uh, I also work for Ryobi as well. So if you want a lawnmower, string trimmer, an edger, or anything under the sun that uh, requires just getting some good work done, whether it's heavy duty or just something that you want to fix up yourself, like lawn care, I mean, go to any Home Depot and uh, you'll find some really, really great solutions. Yeah, Milwaukee Tools and Ryobi are fantastic. And if you ever have any questions and you know me, feel free to uh, reach out. Don't hesitate. I will definitely hook you up with some great stuff. All right. Cool. Um, I think that I would very much like a Ryobi lawnmower. Just saying. Well, you will not be disappointed come Saturday. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) Okay. Looking forward to Saturday then. Uh, My check it out is, wait for it, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, come on. You rewatched it? No, I watched it. I went to the theater and watched it. Oh, wait, is that the new one? Yes. Oh, I thought that was the last one. I can't keep up with them anymore. Okay, so let's be clear. I'm all about people getting eaten by dinosaurs. I think it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, I have to tell you that your mom and I both had the same reaction to this film. It was a lot better than we thought it was going to be. It was a lot of fun. It's it's sort of all, it, honestly, we both agreed that it's like Indiana Jones with dinosaurs. Um, yeah. It, a lot of it occurs in Nepal and, and just sort of, uh, it's a fun movie. Is it the best of the six? Probably not. Uh, in many people's opinion, the first Jurassic Park is one of the best films ever made. I don't know that I rank it up in the you know top films ever made, but you know, I'm a big fan of the Jurassic Park series in general. And I would say if in fact this one is the last one, which it should be, um, they're closing it out on a nice note. It's fun. It's dumb. Uh, there are some great sequences. I, I said to your mom in the middle of the, th- in the middle of the movie, I was like, there's some really good sequences in this. And, and she agreed. So my check it out is Jurassic World Dominion. Well, since Chris Pratt has his own part in the cinematic universe, they're actually starting a uh, Jurassic World cinematic universe. So there's going to be tons of, no, I'm just kidding. Um, But these movies make too much money in order to just put put a stop to it. 45 million opening weekend, you know, there's going to be another one. I think the last two made well over a billion dollars uh-huh. i mean i mean and the first jurassic park i think uh, adjusted for inflation has made over a billion dollars the lost yeah. world made a ton of money and so did three so uh, we might see a small break since this is the uh i guess finish of uh what the original characters were doing i suppose um but uh, i mean hollywood hollywood can't help themselves so I I will say this. I did say this to your mom too. You know, one of the things about Jurassic Park and the earlier films is that there were like six to to 10 dinosaur species to, to pick from. Now there's 145 and you're just like, you don't know which one is which. And honestly, it doesn't matter. Remember when T-Rex came into the picture in some Mm -hmm. of the earlier films and you're like, oh my gosh, here comes the T-Rex. Now they're coming and going and they're flying and they're furry and they're and they're eating plants and they're eating people and they're swimming and it's a whole thing. So that takes a little of the, the specialness away from it, but at the same time, it amps up the, uh, um, the potential for fun. So, well, that's exciting too, because uh, when you can sort of reliably predict a limited cast of dinosaurs, I suppose, then um, uh, you, you kind of know what to expect more going in, but 
Um, I, one thing I liked about Jurassic World was the underwater monsters. You know, they were like leviathans and uh, some of the other uh, species of dinosaurs that they introduced because it keeps you guessing you know because each dinosaur has their role to play and trying to fight chris pratt and uh i mean you know that's good and also i didn't know this until probably four or five years ago but apparently dinosaurs were less like lizards and more akin to birds which is why more recent uh depictions of them have had feathers so um maybe that's maybe that's why you saw more of that i suppose But I always love a good uh, pterodactyl, T-Rex, and velociraptor. Uh, I love a good velociraptor. You know that. So, okay. All right, then. Well, that is our um, summary, our review of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and our check it out for the week. Next week, Noah, what's up? What's our sequel? Our sequel will be Superman 2. And my goodness, has it been a long time since I've seen this movie. Um, this is definitely one of my earliest movie watching memories. We rented this. We went out. to the library. We went to the library and rented this on video cassette tape. And uh, oh my gosh, I, I liked it at the time, and I'm really excited to see uh, how it turns out this time around because this movie was also made in the '80s. But I think it was uh, two or three years prior. And I mean, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how it holds up after all these years. It's been probably 20 years since i've seen this movie so it's probably been 10 for me and i say since we're going to be in the same place we're going to be together this weekend we should yeah. walk together and then discuss it on air yeah i agree it'll come full circle and um right. yeah i'm excited about that oh also one small tiny little easter egg so when in temple of doom when <laughs> willie is about to get lowered into the furnace you hear it opening but the opening sound is a lightsaber activation. How cool is that? I gotta go back and watch it now. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that was I just thought that was so cool. There's I, definitely inspiration for I think the later Star Wars movies, and um, obviously Lucas has had his hand in it. So it's um, it was just kind of cool to see all that, you know. Yeah. Cool. Hey, real quick before we go, because we know we we have a countdown clock here uh what uh what, what are your what are your thoughts on the four episodes of obi-wan now that we've talked about the first two on the pod but you and i haven't really talked about the fourth one so real oh, quick this... what's your high level <laughs> this sounds so bad um a friend of mine actually said i watched the fourth episode of obi-wan and it was so good and i completely forgot it had come out that wednesday and i watched half of it on friday or saturday and i've yet to finish uh the last half of the fourth episode so i will let you know i have a question for you what's that why do you hate star wars so much i do not hate star wars at all i know you're being all facetious but i mean star wars is what started this podcast so i know i know so all right well i'm looking forward to episode five tomorrow so that's right that's right i gotta finish that Cool. So, and all right, well, we this will has been have fun. a full series review for you after all that's finished. So, that's right. In a couple of weeks. So, all right. And well, with that, I'm Greg. I'm Noah. And this is ZZ, ZZ Talk. Talk. Cool. <laughs>